of our time but it's actually energy that is the fundamental currency of high performers i want to use jiu-jitsu today as a good example of how being smart with our energy allows us to be in the high performers club lately the ufc has become really popular and even if you don't like the ufc which many of you might not you're probably at least aware of it well many years ago When the sport first started to gain popularity, there were no weight classes. And basically, with the exception of a few rules like biting and pulling hair, there were no rules either. It was no whole bars. And I can remember Royce Gracie. Many of you know jiu-jitsu. Well, Royce Gracie introduced the jiu-jitsu fighting way back in 1993 to the UFC. I can still remember going to the video store and renting videotapes from Blockbuster of the UFC to watch this little 170-pound man not only compete against these mountainous men, guys full of muscle and strong guys, but he was winning. And not just a few matches, he was winning the entire tournaments. Wait is usually an advantage in martial arts. The more force you can put on your opponent, the better chance that you had to win. But Gracie would prove this idea completely wrong, that size was not all that mattered if you had developed enough skill. Jiu-Jitsu is the epitome of energy management. When you strain in a fight, exerting large amounts of force, it's hard to keep your cool and think straight. And mistakes are inevitable when you're doing that. Fighting in this way causes burnout often before the match is even through and it usually ends up getting you defeated. There's a saying in jiu-jitsu that the key is not to fight hard, but to let go. Not to rev yourself up, but to release all strain and stress. And victory comes when you stop struggling. Well, I use this example because I see the same thing with people in their day-to-day lives. We think the success comes from brute force, from stress and straining. We have to give it our all the entire day, even the month or even year, using all the strength that we can muster and rely on our iron will to push us through our work and even our fears. This is the same mentality that I saw in the UFC, and it usually ended in burnout, as it will for you if you keep it up long enough. A psychologist defined professional burnout as feeling drained and emotionally exhausted. So this makes it hard to accomplish your work, and even it can even spread to other parts of your life, like your home life and your relationships. Burnout rates are high in the Western world, but especially in the United States. 
I actually just saw a statistic the other day that said that professionals in the human services, like like teachers and doctors, nurses, you know, jobs that deal with people mainly, that are about 45% burnout and 50 to 80% of bankers are burnt out. So I want to talk to those of you who may have felt some of this yourself. You might feel exhausted at the end of the day. You might have tight and tense shoulders. You might even be experiencing being cynical at work or towards your coworkers or situations that come up, that might arise. Or feel like you're dragging yourself to get work done or go to work. I'm not saying the intensity or energy is the only thing that can affect your happiness or your energy levels, but because I know that there are other things like having a variety of tasks to do, you know, things like agency and sometimes just having the ability to choose what you want to do for the day, all add your happiness. But a lot of these things you don't have control over, but you do have control over how you spend your energy. And when you put all your energy into the fight, you wear yourself out and eventually you can lose. Whatever that means to you. The one who wins is the one who has remained cool under pressure and preserved their energy. I can still remember watching one fight where Gracie was on the bottom. I can remember, he, he remember he's about 170 pounds. And I can remember some big dude that was about 250 pounds was on top of him in full guard so he was he had both of his knees over his legs just sitting on his chest in full guard and he was just pummeling hoist gracie on his face just fist after fist just pounding down on this guy's face and hoist gracie wasn't doing anything to defend himself i was thinking that it was only a matter of time that he was either going to be punched out unconscious or that he would tap out and the fight would be over. But then out of nowhere, the guy on top stops swinging, turns to the ground, stops swinging at Gracie's face mid-swing and hurry and started tapping out frantically. Get, be done, be done, be done. This guy was on top beating Gracie's face. I can still remember that like it was yesterday, watching that with my friends on the VHS video in my living room, watching that fight. Well, it took a lot of discipline for Gracie to compose himself to not even defend against the blows to his head. He didn't even put his arms up. He just kept working his game, and eventually he got the guy on top in some kind of ankle submission hold, and that's when he tapped out. But the key here is that the guy on top swinging with all of his might exerting all of his his energy was not even aware of the danger that he was in. And that's what happens, right? When we exert all of our energy, a lot of times we, we don't think straight. We don't make the best decisions. So I want to take a quick peek into what we expend our energy on. Normally, when we think of being tired, we think of things like lack of sleep, intense exercise, or maybe it's even a long day of physical labor. But for most of us, these reasons are not even valid anymore, and they for sure are not valid over a long-term chronic fatigue or burnout that we get from our lives, because most of us are at desks or not at jobs where we're out, you know, working by the sweat of our brow every day. 
The fact is, is that we break down psychologically long before we ever break down physically. I'm not saying that it's just in your head, but I'm saying that there's certain kind of mental stamina that's finite in us that can be depleted. And this is happening in three main areas. There, one is high-intensity emotions. Two is self-control. And three is high-intensity negative thoughts. Now, I want to go into a little bit of those um, just to kind of explain what they are. Maybe you can see some of the these that exist maybe in your own life. But in psychology, emotion are defined by really two dimensions. Positive and negative on the one hand, and then high intensity, low intensity on the other hand. So there's two metrics, positive, negative, high intensity, low intensity. Positive emotions would be described as things like elated or serene. Negative emotions would be described as things like angry or sad. And it is high intensity, like elated, and so... I'm sorry, high intensity emotions like elated and angry, angry or low intensity emotions like serene or sad. So you got the low intensity, serene, sad, high intensity, angry and elated. So they happen on both sides of positive and negative and then positive and negative are things that are, you know, obviously negative emotions, positive emotions. Research shows that Westerners and Americans in particular thrive on high intensity positive emotions. When you ask an American how they would like to ideally feel, they are more likely to say that they want to feel high-intensity, positive emotions with words like elated and euphoric than the low-intensity, positive emotions like relaxed or content. So we are equating happiness with high-intensity. It's interesting because when you look at Eastern cultures like in Asia, they would describe happiness as serenity and peacefulness. Even if you just look at how we describe our efforts to accomplish achievement goals, we use words like fired up, muscle through, amped up, so that we can crush it, or kill it, or slay it. This, after a while, starts to wear on us. It starts to be exhausting to continually have to be this high-intensity um, person and focus on these high-intensity emotions. Even when it is fun, it's still taxing on our systems. And studies have shown that both the positive and the negative high-intensity emotions affect our bodies in a similar way. So both high-level anxiety or stress affect our bodies in, in a burnt-out sort of way, the same way that extreme excitement or exuberance or you know whatever it is affect our body. The second way that we deplete our energy is self-control. Our willpower is a source of pride for many of us. We think we either have it in us to do something, to reach a goal, or we don't. Not only is this depressing when we fail and we fall short and we have to submit to the idea that losing that weight that we're trying to get off just isn't possible because we didn't have the willpower to stop eating or to work out. Or quitting our bad habits is just not in the cards. I read once in a book called Change Anything about a concept that I just love. It talked about the difference between willpower and skill power. We want to take credit for much of what happens to us in our lives, both good and the bad. 
you know, we, we puff our chests out when good things happen and think it's us. And when bad things happens, we get down on ourselves and, and feel really bad. But the reality is that we are only partially responsible for what happens and what we are able to accomplish, both good and bad. Skill power is the ability to change your environment to be in favor of the outcomes that you desire. As long as you have a desire to change, you can accomplish almost anything because you engage your environment you engage the people you engage your mindset you engage your your um you know your physical environment if i'm going on a diet i'm going to get rid of all the stuff that's in my fridge that's not healthy for me i'm going to go to my spouse and ask for their support i'm going to go to my work and ask you know i'm going to i'm going to structure my environment so that i can have success rather than just saying nope that cake's in the fridge, but I'm going to have enough willpower just to say no. That's exhausting. And not only exhausting, but it's just depressing. And so like, we, we need to get out of the mindset of, of we just don't have it or we're just not as good because we don't have the willpower. When in all reality, if you look at people that are, are accomplishing hard things, usually they have several things going in their favor that are, that pertains to their environment. So the third way that we deplete our energy is by our negative thoughts. This is one of the most destructive ways that we deplete our energy because it has implications to our beliefs about ourselves and about the world and about the people around us. We spend so much energy with negative thoughts about people that we don't know and things that we can't change. Anytime we participate in a Facebook debate, you know, those ones that go on forever and they're just circular because no one listens to each other. <laughs> so you get all riled up and no one even cares. Or even watching the news. We are giving a space for those negative thoughts to rise and play on the theater of our minds. I know this is cliche, but sometimes there's great truth in cliches. <laughs> but what you focus on does expand. If nothing more, it expands in your mind. You notice it more. You see it more. And words that you use matter. Especially words that you use over time matter. One of the things that I see over all over the place is that as a vehicle to provide motivation for themselves, people talk about all the people that they are going to prove wrong. The naysayers. The people that don't believe in them and all all of the things that are negative because we feel like we have to be pushing against something in order to accomplish something it all goes in line with with high intensity and opposition and we what our belief system is around success i always chuckle at this a bit because it because really how many people are there that want you to fail in fact here is some a tidbit of advice that i've learned over my lifetime which isn't very long, so I'm glad I'm, I'm being able to learn it now and share this with you because the thing is I would actually say that a lot of those naysayers really could care less whether you succeed or whether you fail at all. And the only reason you hear anything from them is because they are trying to rationalize themselves and it has nothing to do with you. Whether they feel guilty or uncomfortable in their situation, they have to project that onto you. 
But let me ask you this. How long, really, can you push back on a me-against-the-world mindset? How much more would you be served by focusing on the people that are in your corner and honoring them for seeing the best in you? Would that improve your energy? Would that allow you to pursue your endeavors to be successful and to achieve the things that you want? If you can sincerely say that you don't have any of those kind of people in your life, or you don't have very many, then guess what? i got some news for you. It's your job to find them and stop complaining. Because finding those people, they're out there. Everybody has them. They're out there. And they probably exist in your life right now. You're just not willing to see them. But even if you don't really have them, go find them because those are the people that are going to help you actually have long-lasting success in your life. It's not going to be by proving people wrong and pushing me-against-the-world attitude. It's just not going to happen. So just be careful when you describe your success with things like grinding, killing it, smash it. Because even if it is subconscious, there is part of you that if you tell yourself enough times, that will be the criteria for success. And that's what it will mean to you. And that is what success will take from you. Happiness is the design of our lives. Why would we put down here? And to find it is more about letting go like they do in jiu-jitsu, slowing down, than it is about holding tighter and going faster. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Life Podcast. Feeling inspired and want more of Jason? Be sure to visit jasonlinford.com or come say hi on Facebook at Coach Jason.